M-I-C. See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we want to watch it. M-O-U-S-E. This is the way of the dork. Welcome, everybody, to episode 73 of the Four Dorksman Podcast. I'm Nate, a.k.a. Angry Nate. There's no game tonight. Whew, just wanted to get that out of my chest, <laughs> get that out there, just to start. Makes me feel better, not going to proceed. You know we lost like half our listeners now. Right, yeah. I know, that's fine. It's just well, going to be Clint on repeat. No. <laughs> so who are you? He's, he's uh, no game. That's yeah. he is. He's no okay, game. All right. Chuck well, Mojo. All right, well, then this is Collector Clint. This is Asian Tony Stark. And that was Joey, by the way, in case you <laughs> forgot who, who that was. Um, but yes, thank you everyone for joining us this week. A uh, quick couple of housekeeping things before we get too far into it. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore dorksman. Uh, you can always email us at dorksman at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget, it's just an automated response, but you will get one. Um, we always love to eventually see your emails um I, I actually to be perfectly honest i've been so busy i haven't checked the email in like a couple of weeks i'm on um, it you're right yeah <laughs> why do you guys know why do you guys hate us why can't you just email us I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyways um make sure you're playing along dorksman bingo dorksmanbingo.com as always thank you andrew uh for building that bingo card for us thank you larry for uh making sure that we got that sweet redirect link um make sure you're following their podcasts uh andrew and his brothers are at uh the toy rewind podcast uh they have new episodes weekly um follow them on instagram they're constantly showing off the uh the old stuff that the, that they've got in storage that they're pulling out uh make sure you're following larry and the sts guys uh and the totally rad movie pod as well that he's a part of uh they live stream usually on saturday nights so make sure you're following them uh check them out uh great guys um yeah so without much further ado let's jump into some ask the dorksman for this week um i can't believe honestly i can't believe it's like a week and a half like two weeks to christmas not even two uh, weeks anymore not even two crazy. Weeks, yeah. yeah yeah so this will be our first of i'm sure multiple christmas questions uh so our first question this week comes from uh mandy uh aka simshu uh mandy's question is what is the most irritating christmas song Joey, he's, 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 he's all asleep already. Uh, <laughs> I have mixed emotions about calling this the most irritating because I also think it's amusing, but it does irritate me if I hear it more than once, if that makes sense. And that's the I want a hippopotamus for Christmas uh, yes. song. It's like yes. I need to hear it once and then that's it. And then if I hear it any more than one time during the season, I'm like, that, that was too much. Like, is I'm it, good at one. Is it because the way she sings it or is it the like, just the I, lyrics. Like no, I think it's the voice. I think the it's voice? the voice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe, okay. maybe it was Josh Groban or Michael Bublé singing it instead, or your favorite Mariah Carey. Maybe I could deal the with best. it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably the one that annoys me the most. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm going to go with that one. That's uh, that's interesting. All right, um, Mariah Carey's. All I want. Anything from Mariah Carey? Oh, okay. No, I, I does she have more? Well, anything from Mariah Carey is annoying, but that's the most annoying <laughs> Christmas song. Uh, and part of that, part of that's because I can't stand her as a person. Um, to be honest with you, it, her the song is not bad. It's just it's overplayed in my opinion. But uh, also, Mariah Carey's just you look up diva, and I think her picture is there in the dictionary. So I uh, 
I, I just can't stand her at all. So that'd be my answer. There's, of course, some some close seconds, but I will let the other guys answer first. I will second with Clint on that song. The thing that irritates me the most about it is the fact that it's like right after Thanksgiving, that's the first freaking song you hear <laughs> that rings off the Christmas season. I'm like, shoot me now. Mm-hmm. Shoot me now. When the song first came out, it was it was bearable, but yeah, it's just overplayed now. There's so many other great Christmas songs mm-hmm. that invoke a lot of good memories. That one is like makes me want to claw my eye out with a spoon. Poor Nate. You guys hurt me with your Mariah Carey slander. I will not sit here and listen to this. I'm out. I'm just kidding. It's I understand. It's like it's a lot. Like you're right. Like literally after like American Thanksgiving, it's like all right, time to put up the tree and listen to Mariah Carey Christmas for like the next six weeks, like nonstop. So I do get it. I, I do understand your pain. Um, no, you me, don't understand think... our pain. <laughs> You're Dude, Canadian. Yeah, it's it's, it's not directly after is. your Thanksgiving. It's after our Thanksgiving. <laughs> I yeah, used to work in retail. Yeah. I used to work in retail. So like December 1st, and working like eight nine hour shifts in retail with the christmas music going is like honestly insane and like we'd have to do like longer shifts during the holiday like the week leading up to the holidays because uh, a lot of times the mall would be open late like i mean not this year obviously because you know nobody's going to the mall or hopefully, hopefully they're spending less time in the mall right um but i would have to do like shifts to like 11 or even sometimes midnight and my god christmas music just in general was I was so glad to to not hear it after uh, uh, after the holidays were over, but the one for me would be uh, "Wonderful Christmas Time." I think is the one that drives me the most insane. Are you talking about the Paul McCartney version? The Paul McCartney version. Okay. Okay. I mean, I love I love Paul McCartney. I think he's you know obviously very talented, but Mm -hmm. this particular song, the keyboard, I think, is what really just kills me. I think it's just that the 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 sounds of the the keyboard are just haunting, and it's just. Can't get out of my head. I uh, I don't know if you guys have heard. There's the Bare Naked Ladies Christmas Holiday album, Bare Naked for the Holidays, and they have a version <laughs> of that song that's like that's like like played on a Casio keyboard. It's delightful. Like Gene. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. Yeah. yes. It's, I'm it's, gonna look it's that up. That reminds yes, me yeah. of what Fallon does whenever he has groups on. He'll do like oh. the kindergarten version with the roots yeah, and yeah. the track. Yeah, no, that's fine. Oh yeah. Enter Sandman was epic. By the oh, way. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah, they're all good. But anyway, good question, Mandy. We liked it. We're looking forward to your response. Are you looking it up right now, Clint? Her, I already sent it. I did oh, get it. Yeah, awesome. But she responds. I'll let you know. Sweet. And our second question this week, uh, another Christmas question from our buddy Ferd, uh, Islander six seven one. It's it's spelt in a way that I'm just not going to spell it out. I'm sorry. People will find you. People will find you on Twitter. We interact with you a lot. Um, so do you guys have any holiday traditions, uh, such as like a family football game after Thanksgiving, but, you know, obviously for Christmas, like family game nights, do you guys do anything special uh, for the holidays? When I was younger, uh, when we went to my mom's uh, mother's for Christmas, it was always one of those big family get-togethers. It was like never on Christmas. It was always like that weekend before type of thing or whatever. Uh, we used to always, you know, either have a you know cousin's football game or cousin's basketball game or something like that or both. Um, but those stopped many, many years ago, probably 20 years ago or so. Um, 
just recently with like our kids, we don't really have any traditions other than like the typical, oh, let's sit down and watch, you know, a Christmas movie together. You know, it's usually a Christmas well, that, story. That's is tradition. what we watch. Yeah. That's a great choice. I, I just feel like that's what everybody does. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, that's I don't, what counts. I, I, we don't have anything, you know, outlandish that we do. We used to try to go look at Christmas lights on Christmas Eve. And there was a lot of like, starts to traditions that never quite took off like the you know the streak was ended at like one or two like mm -hmm. we tried to start a tradition of going um and eating at a uh, japanese steakhouse on christmas mm -hmm. eve i think that happened two out of three years and it hasn't happened since and going to look at christmas lights that that didn't really take off either for uh christmas eve stuff so it's basically the movie thing is is the only thing that stuck i mean that's something and that counts it is yeah. it is so I, a couple I'm going to share real quick. Um, back to Thanksgiving, all through college and beyond, we did have the keg bowl the day after Thanksgiving. Um, eventually, we did get too old. We ended up with broken arms and lots of throwing up, so we stopped playing. <laughs> um, but that was always something I really look forward to. But the night before, and this is the first year we haven't done it in 15 years, we would do our annual friends poker night, which was usually like 40 people getting together and playing poker. We didn't do it this year for obvious reasons, but... Um, it's usually a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. I'm not the greatest poker player, so I usually don't last too long. So I usually get to hang out and just drink and carry on with friends. But that's always something I look forward to since you mentioned that time of year. But as for Christmas and the holidays, we don't have a great one yet. We're still kind of working on our immediate family with Ava. She does love Christmas lights, so I'm sure uh, going out looking at Christmas lights will be a part of it. Another part is my mom's birthday is on the 23rd, which, um, you know, boo, that sucks having your birthday so close to Christmas because people put them together and they shouldn't. But um, that she likes to go to what is called uh, electric critters at the zoo. And we do that. We won't do it this year, obviously. But for those of you who don't know what that is, and a lot of zoos do this, is they put up Christmas lights in shapes of animals. And, you know, one is like a whale you walk into and it's all Christmas lights. It's really cool. I know Ava liked it last year. She would have loved it this year. But she likes to do that after we go out to dinner for her birthday. And then um, uh, one other thing um, I want to shout out to my mom again. Shout out to Clint's mom. <laughs> yes. Um, she has been doing now, oh, I don't know, for years, this thing called the Calendar Fairy. Okay. And the Calendar Fairy is kind of like Elf on the Shelf before there was Elf on the Shelf. And what it is, is the Calendar Fairy every day in December leading up to Christmas hides gifts throughout the house and you have to find it based on whatever clues the calendar fairy gives you. Um, now what's funny is we did this when we were younger, of course stopped. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I was like barely 21 and my brother brought it up. He's like, Hey mom, how come we don't do that anymore? And she started doing it again. So we've been doing <laughs> it for like another 20 years since. Um, and of course I think now it's going to be very focused towards Ava doing it and us all helping her. So I'm looking forward, you know, in theory it's still happening, but we'll see my parents on the, on the 23rd and we'll do the 24th and that'll be a, a fun event to have her search for stuff and laugh. And I know that's something we're going to keep doing. So mm -hmm. there are some holiday traditions that my family has. For awesome. me, the only thing that we used to do is play games during Christmas Eve at my auntie's house. But now, mind you, I think we've spoken about this before, but my dad is the youngest of three kids. So we would alternate between one of his sister's houses and they also have kids. Me being of the youngest sibling, right? My dad being the youngest sibling of the three. We were always like a bunch younger. I think there's like a 12 year age gap between me and my youngest uh, cousin who now they have kids in college. So about maybe 12 years ago, we stopped going. 
And so now we really don't do much of anything on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Kind of mm. boring, but you know, mm. tradition died as people get older. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you and Michi can start your own, and Buddy can start your own tradition now. Yeah, exactly. I think she has to actually work on Christmas Day this year. Oh, uh, really? Well, working in retail in Waikiki, you know, it's true. And it, yeah. It's a it's a regular work day for them too. Granted, they get an additional day off, you know, so they substitute and then mm. they get paid extra the time and a half, but. Waikiki doesn't close, and the fact that now we are reopened for tourism and everybody keeps coming here, mm, it's great. Right. You know, we need the money, but it also scares me. Back to the subject, it's a normal working day. Wow. Mm. Bummer. Yep. Um, yeah, for me, like, with, with my parents growing up, we didn't do too many, like, kind of Western-style traditions with my with my parents. Like we we did like the Christmas tree and whatnot, but that like as I got older, we just kind of stopped doing it. Um, but since um, I've been with my wife and since we've been dating and married now, we kind of do our own like Christmas stuff where it's just um, we watch the same movies over the holidays. Like we'll watch like Home Alone, we'll watch Elf, you know the 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 traditional classic lighthearted Christmas movies. We'll we'll you know we'll put the tree up and kind of do stuff like that um, with some of my friends. Um, who have I lost kind of lost touch with a little bit over the years just like same with Ryan says like you know you kind of you know you, you grow out of it and you grow away from from people um, regardless of his family or friends but we used to do like a big um, potluck dinner uh, over the the holidays and we did that for a few years and um, yeah everyone just at that point people got married people had kids and like you know life changes so mm -hmm. we haven't done that in quite a few years so um, that'd be something nice to revisit because actually kind of one of the beauties of uh of having like the google photos and whatnot and like i'm sure you guys have the same on your fancy iphones um <laughs> but seeing like memories right so yep. like, the other day it was like nine years ago this week was like you know this big feast you had with your friends and then eight years ago this week was a big feast you had with your friends so you know it's nice to see those memories and and kind of um get on that but it's also nice to make new ones right which i think a lot of us are doing uh this year is going to be <laughs> Kind of, you know, you have to be creative this year um, to come up with some new ones uh, going forward. So, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Thanks, Ferd. Um, I see Clint reached out to you already. Looking forward to your answer as well. Um, so, Mandy as, did uh, respond, by the way. Oh, man, what, what's Ferd was Carol of the Bells. I'm not really sure why I find it irritating. It just is, which is disappointing because <laughs> I actually really like that song. That song too, yeah. <laughs> but teach their own. All right. Go on, Nate. That's fair. That's fair. Um, as Joey so eloquently put right at the beginning of the intro, there is no game this week, um, purely because we want to spend as much time as we could discussing the madness of the Disney Investor Day, which was this past Friday. Um, just a quick overview for people that aren't uh, sure what the, you know the Disney Investor Day or Disney Investor Call is. It's basically Disney has a meeting with all their board members, all their uh, shareholders and their stockholders, and they basically sit down and tell everybody, this is how we're doing. We are, we've, there's probably a bunch of like, you know, money, financial stuff that they didn't go through, but this is like what they did share with the world was what's coming up in the future, why you should continue investing with Disney, why Disney is in a good place for a company. Um, so I've been working in, in games and stuff. I've been a part of, uh, investor meetings before and my god they're boring they're <laughs> nothing like they are nothing like what disney showed us uh this friday um so we want to take an episode to kind of digest it all 
share our thoughts on what we're what we're really looking forward to because you know we've got some some marvel super fans in here we've got star mm-hmm. wars super fans we've got people that we love disney just about everything that disney does um so we want to break it down and do an episode about that so without further ado let's jump into it star wars my god pew, pew, pew. so much star wars it worries me it does right <laughs> it worries me that they're gonna go overboard with it like they kind of started doing with the uh with the sequels and then you know that was a chief complaint is that you know some of it was rushed or felt rushed and it felt like we were being bombarded and you know that's why people argued solo didn't do you know as well as it could have because you know people were you know on star wars burnout um for lack of a better term um and i i don't know i don't know if this wave that's you know been kicked up by uh, you know the mandalorian is going to be something that is going to have a lasting effect you know will it change once you know quarantine stuff's over and people can get out and do other stuff more than just sit home and binge tv because i mean they they announced a lot of stuff and not just movies that we already kind of knew was coming but you know a lot of tv shows and a lot of other stuff that we maybe thought we might be getting um but it's it's crazy it's a crazy amount of stuff to look at yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's just my first impression. Uh, and now, as a fan, I'm like totally geeking out, you know, right. about all the stuff coming out. You know, they finally confirmed the the Kenobi series and confirmed that uh, Hayden Christensen would be coming back to reprise his role of of Darth Vader. Now, what what that role is going to entail? Like, is he going to like periodically take his helmet off, and you know, or is he just going to be under helmet the whole time? And you know, because you would, it's kind of odd hiring him back if he's going to keep helmet on the whole time, because I'm assuming they're still going to get James Earl Jones to do the voice. I mean, why would you not? That's been the one constant, you know, uh, you know, across the the movies is mm-hmm. James Earl Jones providing the voice, you know, and I would think there's probably going to be some stuff like what they did you know, in Mandalorian where, you know, that character takes his helmet off, you know, very rarely. You know, but from the first season, you know, he didn't play the Mandalorian every time. Like every time you saw the Mandalorian on screen in the first season, wasn't um, Pascal? Uh, oh, really? I didn't body know double in. Yeah, they, he he got a little flack for that once people uh, heard Come about on. it. But yeah. suppo- supposedly he's unless there was like a stunt or something. Supposedly he's like hundred percent you know in the costume. Um, but I'm I'm super excited for that one. Um, I, I'm trying to watch Clone Wars again. I, I've tried watching two other times. Uh, so I'm thinking maybe the more I watch Clone Wars, the more excited I'll get about the Ahsoka series. Um, mm-hmm. I like how they, it, it was kind of almost like a backdoor pilot kind of, um, where they had her ask, you know, in that episode that she was in, where's Grand Admiral Thawne at? You know, so I'm thinking that that's going to not play out in the Mandalorian. I think that's probably going to play out in her series. Again, that's mm-hmm. just, that's just my personal uh, assumption about it. But I mean, there's so much stuff that's coming out and so many different things for different people. Like I said, there's the movies coming out. There's the live action TV shows. There's the cartoon series that are coming out. And it's just, I love how they're filling in some of the gaps too. You know, right. like they're taking some characters 
and expanding on stuff. So I guess technically the Kenobi thing is filling in gaps too, but you know, it's supposed to be, you know, what takes place while he's on Tatooine between Revenge of the Sith and, and New Hope taking place. But I love that they're taking some of these other characters that have just in recent years kind of evolved into fan favorites, like Ahsoka, for instance, and, and taking her. And I love the fact that Andor, Cassian Andor is getting his own, um series from rogue mm -hmm. one y'all mm -hmm. know that's my favorite of all the star wars movies and right. the fact that they're bringing back uh some of the characters from that since it's a prequel series talking about his early times as a as a rebel my what, my favorite droids of all time is k2so and so i love the fact that they're bringing him back as a character i just love his just his mannerisms and the way he talks and and k stuff like that k2 from rogue one yes okay k2 is like a woman right Huh? No, what? you're thinking no. of uh, Solo. I am thinking of Solo. You're right. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. It's I'm, I'm with you now. super huge, tall, uh, like dark oh, gray really? metal colored who, droid. Who doesn't take any gruff from anybody? Got it. it done by um, Anthony, how do you pronounce the last name? Tudic? The guy from Firefly? Oh. <laughs> you mean Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball? Yes, yeah, Steve yeah. the Pirate from Dodgeball. <laughs> yes, not Anthony. What's his first name? Um, hey, uh, something Alex. with a, Alan. Alan. No, Alan. Alan. I'm sorry. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff coming. I don't yeah. I don't know which all are personally excited for, but that's kind of my big ones is the Kenobi series, the Andor series, and uh, the Ahsoka series. So I'll I'll just jump in real quick to be. I mean I I like Star Wars. I like I know you especially at least some of the four of us are really enjoying some of the references that pop up in um in uh Mandalorian. Mandalorian yeah. Not that I, I I learn about them and I'm excited about them, but I don't know them ahead of time mm -hmm. is my point. But yeah, um, and I'm, I kind of have that approach going into these. Like, yes, I know who Obi Wan is. Obviously, I know who K two is and Ahsoka. But you know, there's so there were there were literally were like ten shows, Star Wars shows announced, and there's a lot of characters I don't know because I've never seen Clone Wars. I've never followed anything outside of the main Star, uh, Skywalker movies, Solo and Rogue One. So, um, but. You know, Mandalorian has really set the groundwork to get excited about it because it's been so good. And mm -hmm. I really hope, you know, that that's taken into consideration. It doesn't all have to be lifesavers, lifesavers, lifesavers and the force. <laughs> it could be, you know, just the just the canon of the people and the canon of the situations, etc. Um so I, I, have, I actually have hope. It's funny you talk about burnout, and then you got so excited talking about it also. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think fans, it, and I, I think Disney... I have to give them credit because I think they actually know what they're doing. I mean, we had that kind of year off from Star Wars before mm -hmm. Mandalorian came in, and I right. think people were a little more refreshed. I think the same thing's going to happen when Marvel, whenever Black Widow finally comes out. So I, I have a feeling they're they know that now. They're not going to try to cram everything they can down our throats. They're going to say, "Here's this. Here's this. Here's this. Enjoy, and then maybe even enjoy in time. Um, you know, when you when when you want because um." I mean, there's even mixed reactions of having The Mandalorian as a weekly show versus everything available at once. So Yeah, and I think they're doing right, too, like kind of what you were alluding to by them not shoving it all down your throat with like, oh, here's a movie, here's another movie, here's another movie. It's like, okay, here's some movies coming up, and they're kind of spaced out, and they're not going to all focus on the same thing. And then mm -hmm. these TV shows, they're going to be over different mediums. Some will be animated, some will be live action, and they're going to tell this story and that story. And and. And that's the part I think that they're doing doing right this time, like you said, that maybe there won't be that that Star Wars burnout that I think we got uh, here not too many years ago. Because I think the next movie is not scheduled to like maybe 2022. Because they, well, they haven't um, started filming them yet, right? Right. I don't think there's yeah. any 
I don't think any of the new movies are being filmed. I'm trying to remember which one is supposed to be the next one coming up. And I can't remember off the top of my head. Only somebody shared a link where all this was located and we could look it up. <laughs> yeah, well, I did share that link, but it doesn't have any <laughs> yeah. years or anything coming up on it. I know they said oh, Andor is in production already, right? It's not oh, it's wow. past yes, production. So. They're actually mm -hmm. starting to film. Yeah. I think yeah. that, and I know it's not a movie, so it kind of goes against what we're talking about here, but I know that's in actual no, production now. I mean, it's all a staggered timing release, which is great. Yeah. And, and I think the... Uh, the Obi-Wan when it's supposed to start sometime here in the spring, uh, if okay. I remember correctly, like maybe around March or something like that, it's supposed to be coming. So um, it's a lot to look forward to. And, and it's a lot to just, it, there's something for everybody. Like if you're not a diehard Star Wars fan, it's not like you're going to necessarily watch all this stuff. Right. You know, some of it may be appealing to you. Some of it may not. Um, but there should be some favor. The the one that's kind of interesting to me that's listed under the Star Wars um, stuff is the uh, the Willow. Yes. Well, I mean, Willow it's Lucasfilm. I was going to bring that up later, but it's Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's under Lucasfilm. Um, I think for me, like with Star Wars in specific, is like like you were just just saying, Joey, about uh, for someone that's not a hardcore, not even hardcore, but like a. a a, a deep knowledge of star wars like where i'm i would say i'm, I'm a casual star wars uh fan at best mm -hmm. um, i'm most looking forward to the movies like the idea that taika ytt is going to be um delivering mm -hmm. us a star wars movie has me super excited um right same with yourself. um yeah same with rogue squadron uh from patty jenkins like i think mm -hmm. those things have me the most excited and then like further down the line i think it's like okay sure disney plus shows like i'm um, pretty excited about that like i think i'll watch it like I, i'm really enjoying mandalorian but um i think i'm kind of in the same boat with clint where it's like you're talking about this thing you're super geeked about and it's like hold on i gotta go look it up and then okay now i okay now i get why you're super excited mm -hmm. or like ryan's explaining the thing about boba fett and it's like well okay i i see why you guys are so excited for that but like as someone that doesn't get that extra layer like i think there's still things um for the casual fan i think that's like the best part about the the whole Disney announcement was there's legitimately something for everybody uh, with each and every one of their uh, with their IPs and and like I, I don't consider myself one of those super fans like because I don't have the same knowledge of the lore and the canon that a lot of other what sure. I would call super fans do I would put myself you know above the the casual fan but what I like about a lot of this stuff that is coming out is I think it helps those that are like in my situation kind of develop that better understanding of the, the mythology that goes along with all the non Skywalker stuff, you know, that explores the, the Republic and the empire. And, and I, I never played Knights of the old Republic, but I would mm -hmm. love for there to be something that would come out for that because that's super interesting to me. And I'll probably never play that game, but I would love for something to come out that would, explore that timeline and maybe some of those same characters from the video game because i think that would be super interesting for them to do as well sure sure makes sense to me how would Very you good. ryan is there anything specific from i mean lucasfilm in general you i know you mentioned willow so willow that, that was the only thing i was going to bring up as like i'm excited for because i remember watching that in the 90s i also remember playing the video game that just took a freaking long ass time. The only thing I could compare to that is like trying to beat Legend of Zelda back in the day on the NES. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know there's a lot of mixed feelings about Indiana Jones. 
you right. know, in the fifth installment here. I can't remember the, the satirical thing that I saw on, was it The Tonight Show last week? Uh, it might have been The Tonight Show on Friday, or actually, you know what? It might have actually been SNL last night when we were watching dinner, but I think that's a very gray area where it's going to be either hit and a big hit, or it's going to be mm-hmm. an extreme flop. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? they, 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 they didn't do themselves any favors with the fourth one, so... Yeah. No, they did not. Yeah. Um, I mean, the yeah, story so- was... It could have been better. I, I like the overall story arc of it, but the execution, in my opinion, was just not up to par with the previous, you know? And, mm-hmm. of course, that's a lot to live up to because those were very right. iconic films. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's one of those things. Do you do it? You know, I mean, do you ruin the legacy of it by doing it? And they they, they did. And now it's like, well, do we try to make it a little better before we end it all? And so. I think that's probably why they're opting to do the fifth film, because they realize that we fell short on the fourth one. And mm-hmm. we don't want to leave that bad taste in the fans' mouths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. We'll see. I, I, I personally have not seen the fourth one due to all the... The blowback oh, from the it. Blowback, it was yeah. okay. It's so. it's not as bad as some people make it out to be, right. but it definitely was not as good as say um Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. For it's hard. Long. I think like with movies like that, it's like it has it it will never honestly, I don't think it will ever live up to what it once was. And I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of times, you know, people going into it, they need to take the movie for what it is, and it's a new iteration of a very beloved older story mm, and yep. you're never going to capture the moments that when the first time you saw that giant boulder come rolling after indiana <laughs> jones or the first time he takes the idol and he, you know like off the stand or like things like that you'll never replace those moments and i feel right. like a lot of people um that critique these movies or have a have strong opinions about these movies are they're stuck in this this standard that will never live up to it and i think um especially with star wars i think that's one of those things that uh, that hurts um it just sucks to read like it's just super annoying to read um, well it, it, like that. you know when you when you talk about that and you're talking about you know prequels and sequels and reboots and remakes and all that stuff you know if you look at the the list of the Walt Disney Studios motion pictures production, you know, there's a huge bullet point list of probably nearly 20 things. Mm-hmm. And there's, I think, one thing that's like totally original and it's like a documentary. Um, <laughs> and yep. like everything else is either a spinoff, a reboot, a, a, a remake, a, mm-hmm. a prequel or a sequel. And it's like, that's all they continue doing is just trying to, you know, capture that same feeling of nostalgia that, you know, people had for some of the original uh, stuff. And it, it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know, right. I, I think it, I think a lot of it has to do with the execution. I think all of us are game for just about everything being brought back up again, whether you want to say that's in a prequel mm-hmm. or a sequel, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think we though will automatically hold it to a higher standard and be like, okay, you better, you know, bring your a game with this, with the writing and the production and the acting and, you know, everything that goes along with it, you know, because I'm going to be super, uh, you know, critical about this because I've, you know, it's held such a, you know, uh, a place in my heart for so long. So you better, you know, you better do the job right. And sometimes it may be, I've, I've said this about solo before, if solo wasn't a star Wars movie, people would have probably given uh, Solo better reviews. They'd be like, yeah. oh, man, this is a Agreed. pretty good movie. Yeah. 
you know, but because it had that Star Wars link to it, people held it to a higher standard. And that's what worries me about some of the stuff that's coming out that's not very original and is based off of other source material. Real quick before we move on to the next topic, can we just say that I'm really happy that Lucasfilm isn't just re-releasing stuff with new animation in it? Like mm-hmm. they did with the original Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then we're not going to have like uh, Force Awakens, and there's more Tauntauns in it or something like that. So. <laughs> uh, just wait; it'll happen. Just yeah, I, I, yeah. You've opened Pandora's re, box. Re, 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 release. Now all the guns yeah. are replaced by walkie talkies. Yeah. We don't now it'll that. be in special 16K, 10,800P oh, <laughs> resolution. Despite the fact that the original shot was in like yeah. 860. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be in VR, and you can live inside the Tauntaun. Um, oh, don't yeah, you know so, it's going to come with a hollow yeah. gator along with it? You can just yeah. hold it out and be like, execute Order 66. There you go. There you go. There you of go. course, I said Vader, and I meant the Emperor, but yeah. yeah. We got I was like, you. Wait a second. Right. That's a terrible Vader accent. I'm like, wait a second. You didn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> I'm breathing. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, there you that's, go. that's kind of, I think... Uh, Anything else you guys want to say when it's about uh, Lucasfilm or Star Wars before we move it on? Yeah, something along? really stupid. It's just uh, when I first saw, like, like I was following along on Twitter and in the hashtag, and, you know, they were just showing slides of, like, what the, the next thing was for Star Wars, next thing was for Star Wars. And Star Wars, uh, the Bad Batch, when I first saw that, I was like, Star Wars, the Bad Bitch? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what am I, what's happening? Oh I was gosh. like, oh, the Bad Batch. Um, so that's just a little something funny. Uh, something funny for you guys. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I kind of hope it is now. Yeah, right. The bad bitch. For Willow, um, I was happy to see that they brought back the original app. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. Yes. So that should be great to Recall. see. Yeah. Warwick Davis, is that right? Take sure, it. sure. <laughs> Take your word for it. Cool. I, I really don't we're, know. We're Brian, the hardcore uh, Willow fan. I'm not. <laughs> I didn't say I was a hardcore Willow fan. He was a yes. fan. Warwick Enjoyed Davis. watching it. Warwick yeah, Davis is his name. So. Yeah, right. Thank you. Well, one thing about actors, I can't believe in, uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, Harrison Ford is going to be, he's 80, I think, this year. He turned 80. Oh, or he's, Lord. And the movie's slated to be out in 2022, so he's going to be, well, like 82-ish, I guess. <laughs> so he's not going to be doing much to... moving, is what you're saying. He's going to be like right? pointing and be like, get it. <laughs> yeah. There's a snake over there. So be curious to see what uh, how that develops as well. But they are for sure bringing him back. So Maybe mocap stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is deviating a little bit, but if you figure William Hurt, I don't know how old he is. Mm-hmm. And he's been in a bunch of the Marvel films, and he's kind of slated to have more role in mm-hmm. future movies, including Black Widow, actually. So I would be curious how they adapted all of that. It might be the same premise. I don't know. Mm. Either way, we'll see. I, I, I trust them. They know what they're doing. Right. Yep. They, they do know what they're doing. Yep. They, well, hopefully. Hopefully. Right. Um, Moving on to the to the next thing, we've got a lot of Marvel fans here, so let's not talk about Marvel at all. And let's skip them. Screw <laughs> you, right, man! You're a Marvel fan too, angry Nate. Skip it. I am a huge Marvel fan because um, I I mean for sure, like I work on a Marvel product, so this is like super encouraging because as long as Marvel is going to put out new movies, the game I'm working on will continue to have content to put out, and we'll get um, I'm, I'm that excites me because that that makes me very happy. Um, but Marvel Studios has a insane amount of stuff coming out as well, which yeah. I'm very excited for. Now, on this, they only talked about the shows, though. They didn't talk about the movies in the MCU, right? 
No, the partially. MCU they just yeah they just they mentioned a bit of that stuff. Right, but that that's already all been announced. Yeah, I don't think there yeah. was any. There was no new movies announced. There was just right. information about the movies that were already announced that came out this week. And I don't know if it was part of the investor information or if it just happened to come out around the same time. But like, um, for instance, uh, Christian Bale's character in mm-hmm. um, Thor three love and thunder mm-hmm. was finally announced. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know they came mm-hmm. out and announced that they would not be recasting T'Challa uh, yes. and just, and just leaving that uh, with, with Chadwick Boseman. Um, and I want to say they made some other, announcement maybe maybe it had to do with did they finally announce like a set date now with black widow and the rest of the movies or something like that maybe uh i'm trying I to that's been pushed that back now officially 13 no 15 months because it was actually supposed to have come out in february right and then now they're pushing it back to may of next year so now yeah i think they're waiting to kick off their kind of their normal summer cycle with it if i understood correctly yeah which kind of bumps everything else back Mm -hmm. which makes sense though i mean you can't argue with it the other confirmation we got with uh was Haley steinfeld it's been rumored for quite a while that she's going to be playing Mm -hmm. kate bishop but they finally confirmed it on hawkeye yeah yeah they confirmed Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. um like for example what did they say ruffalo is going to make a um, guest appearance and cameo from time to time on She-Hulk and things like uh-huh. that. So that's mm. exciting too. You know that you're gonna have. Oh, they confirmed uh, She-Hulk as well. Yeah, right. it's been confirmed the character, for the a actor, bit. Yeah, or actor. Oh, sorry, the actor. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tatiana yeah. Maslany is actually finally confirmed, which is a wonderful cast. Yeah. Oh, Captain Marvel too. That was the other one I was thinking of. I think they announced who Miss Marvel was going to be and the yes. uh, uh, actress that was going to play Rambo. I don't remember if it's the mom or the daughter that's in this next one. I think it's the daughter all grown up, if I remember correctly. The daughter. Yeah, that's going to be Captain Marvel too, because it, it happens more sped up on the timeline, whereas the other one was like a set back in the 90s or whatever type of oh, thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so much stuff that there <clears throat> there is possibilities for crossover and where we already kind of assumed that there's going to be Easter eggs laid first. Mm-hmm. So WandaVision mm-hmm. is coming out next month. They've already yes. confirmed that that's obviously going to have a tie to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse, it's going to deal with yep. the multiverse. But then they're also saying that this movie is going to be connected here. That's going to be connected here. The biggest bombshell to me was the fact that the director that did Far From Home mm-hmm. is going to be directing Fantastic Four. So at the mm-hmm. end of Far From Home, Peter is swinging in the city. And Spoiler. I, I don't remember the actual placement in Manhattan where this happens, but we're kind of assuming this is near the old Avengers Tower, which a lot of the Marvel fans assume is going to become the Baxter building. But they mm-hmm. had a, um, they had a board up. It's circles one, two, three, question mark on the board. Mm. So that's right. more of the assumption that Spider-Man is going to be somehow injected into, into the Fantastic Four. And maybe he's going to be that scientific bridge between Reed Richards and what would have at like three years ago, I would have thought would have been Tony Stark to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's interesting too. the, you know, and it's still the shared studio, I think contract right now with Spider-Man, right. For the next movie that's coming yeah. out. So mm-hmm. I guess that's why it wasn't part of Disney's announcements, but obviously all that stuff came out that past week too, about, you know, casting for, the next Spider-Man movie and who was going to be in it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's going to obviously tie, tie into the, to the multiverse stuff. And I think this part wasn't confirmed, but it's been a rumor for a while that they may bring daredevil 
um, into the fold for that. And if, if it's that or if it's one of the Marvel TV shows, I don't care what it is, but that's been one of my favorite Marvel TV shows that has come out has mm-hmm. been the, the Daredevil series. And I would love for mm-hmm. him to get brought in somehow as either a recurring character in the movies to where he can get his own movie and, and redo that movie version of him or to where he gets a continuation maybe of his series or maybe he's like a uh co-star uh you know on one of the other ones uh I'm, I'm looking forward to that that was that was pretty cool to hear some of the stuff that may be playing out in the spider-man movie yeah i'd I love, love to, see... to see kingpin in yes uh, mcu <laughs> film yeah yes, yes. that's what you're gonna say nate that's what i was gonna say i was gonna nice. say that'd be really nice to see them bring back Kingpin, them do a Daredevil, Punisher, Kingpin, something. Because that is super iconic in the comics. Mm -hmm. Like that whole battle between all three of them is just something that I love seeing in the comics. I love to see it on the big screen. He wasn't part of the Sinister Six, was he? The original Kingpin? No. No, No, I don't think so. Because, you know, there's that too building is that, you know, they're they're starting to build out the Sinister Six into the, the MCU as mm-hmm. well uh, with the Spider-Man movie. So that would be interesting to see how that came out. So many things on the rumor mill about them obviously bringing back everybody from past films, right? There's talk about bringing, I think Tobey Maguire is like the the rogue issue at the moment right now because he didn't get treated very well by Sony initially during the filmings. But as far as their Spider-Verse goes, if they could successfully bring back the characters that they've already established, like who wouldn't want to see Doc Ock played by the original? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I well, that's they, yeah, yeah. You know, that's one of the things they confirmed too. You yeah. know, was yeah. was him coming back in that uh, Molina coming back in that role, and I think yep. that's that's awesome. That's huge. Yeah. That's yeah. Huge. I've I've seen speculation too about you know that's that's how they're going to get um, Peter Parker off. Is they're going to bring one of the other. Um, Spider-Man's from one of the other universes in at the same time and prove that that's not him, that it was like, you know, some kind of faked film or something like that. So it's, it's interesting stuff. I just want to know if anybody else, because I, I didn't see it anywhere on the internet and I feel like I'm the only person that that saw this in, in the Loki trailer, which they finally played a full trailer for it, that there was a scene where Black Widow was like sitting on a rock mm-hmm, and you could mm-hmm. see I saw you post that. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, Oh my god! Like I rewound it like three, four times, and finally like screen capped it, and then and then cropped it and enlarged it, and I was like asking people, I'm like, "Is this who I think it is?" Like I was like geeking out over that part. Yeah. You, you so you think that's Black Widow, huh? It is. Uh, that's yeah. It's that's gotta be that's her. My, that's my why thought. Can't, why can't it be uh, like Lady Loki or someone like that? I, I, I mean, I don't know who for sure it is. I'm just saying that's that's who it, it felt like to me. They were leading us to believe. That it was her and that somehow, because this seems like a, I, I forgot, I think it was Tanner I was talking to the other day in one of our chats that the Loki, because, you know, the, the plot's still really not like defined what the Loki series is going to be about. Right. But it, it feels like, because there was that scene too in the trailer where he's D.B. Cooper or who we are led to believe is mm-hmm. the character of D.B. Cooper. It feels like to me, this is just my hypothesis, that it's going to be a series of him going in time and and being people like db cooper that have just like either mysteriously vanished or like some kind of unsolved mystery type thing where we you know don't know what happened to this person or how did this specific thing happen type of situation like a whodunit almost and like he's the person at the center of it through this obviously this agency 
that he's going to be now forced to work for, which speaking of which did Owen Wilson not throw y'all off? Because like, I was like, okay, <laughs> my ears are hearing something that right. sounds like Owen Wilson, but my eyes are not seeing something that looks like Owen Wilson. And I was right, so right, thrown right. off that whole time. With the gray shaggy hair and the mustache. I was just waiting for the, wow. <laughs> I think everyone was waiting for that for sure. Yeah. Wow, there's Loki. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, man, there's so honestly, there's so much Marvel stuff. So, one thing that I thought was going to happen was um, the next Spider-Man movie was. I mean, besides setting up for the Sinister Six, was I thought they were going to go into um, the Secret War stuff because of the kind of the teaser at the end of um, was it the end of Endgame when they had like uh, the, the scroll invasion and they've kind of teased that. Um, but there's going to be a standalone secret invasion, um, mm -hmm. which is also away from Captain Marvel two. It's away from Spider-Man. So that's, they're just expanding the hell out of this universe. Yeah. They're just yeah. doing whatever well, they can. And there's one with uh, Rhodes in it too, with War Machine Armor mm -hmm. Wars. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just mm -hmm. like everything, man. It's like everybody's getting something. You get a spinoff. Mm -hmm. You get a spinoff. Everybody gets a spinoff. It's like where's in the house. Where's my Hulk movie? Oh, you get a She-Hulk. That's <laughs> yeah, but you do that, understand the issue with the rights. Ah. Yeah. All right, but you know. Universal technically still movie. owns the rights to the Hulk. Yeah. So as far as doing a standalone movie, they they won't budge. Yeah, they won't budge. Yeah. But I mean, hell, Hulk, Hulk's going to be a big. I mean, he's what he's got a big former movies on that deal. So yeah. he'll be well, he'll, he'll be, be around. Fun. Yeah, he'll be around for a long time. He'll be long and time. he's going to play role in She-Hulk for here and there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Which yeah. version of it is supposed to like? It is are all these? I know I know not all of them. So I shouldn't say that. But are the bulk of these series? post in game one would like, assume so just based on timeline i wouldn't expect them to be doing anything like a prequel with the exception of black widow let me state that caveat here i would mm -hmm. assume that everything as far as what we're looking at is like the meat and potatoes of the mcu here because i'm not going to count something like moon knight really contributing a whole big factor towards the larger mcu but things like wandavision falcon and winter soldier Loki, that's questionable because it's its own little timeline. Ms. Marvel, Hawkeye, She-Hulk, uh, obviously Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ironheart. Yeah, Ironheart. Ironheart. Yeah. That would, in my opinion, would be slightly outside. Hmm. Interesting. I'm wondering if Moon Knight's not going to be like... I, I don't know why. I have this weird feeling that Moon Knight's going to end up being the one show that's going to like be bridged into some some movie or some character we're just like not expecting like all of a sudden moon Knight mm. kicks off like the next phase of the mcu somehow because it's like it keeps flying under the radar like right. all these other series like everybody's talking about the actors that are being cast and it could just be me reading too much into it they may just not have it as developed as some of the other ones and as fleshed out but it's just like you don't hear anything about moon Knight, so it's like are they doing that on purpose are they almost not revealing you know what this show is going to really be about and who's going to be in it besides obviously the title character so i don't know the other thing hmm. that's going to be a big bombshell once it hits in my opinion is going to be eternals you don't cast angelina oh, yeah. jolie in a oh, yeah. lead role for a movie yep. that's expected sure. to be mediocre mm -hmm. right good point. and there's so many more possibilities for where that's going to go with especially space Mm -hmm. And you factor in mm -hmm. Thor: Love and Thunder, which is the only mm -hmm. movie in the entire MCU franchise that's getting a fourth installment. So right. Space so is going to play a large role moving forward into phases four, five, and six. 
Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I mean, like, with Enough said. Guardians 3 as well, Guardians, right? Yes. So, so, yeah, for sure. Yep. With Captain Marvel as well. Yep. Yep. And then there's Yay. Blade. <laughs> that one too is so many more possibilities where that's gonna go yeah there's they can do so much with the with the blade character as well yeah. wesley snipes better show up man that's all i'm saying right just yeah just he's and ryan reynolds and just could be why not even I mean, he showed up multiverse, anything's possible you know blade multiverse you got triple h and uh ryan reynolds <laughs> scrapping it up. i mean you figure we're we're talking about the normal continuum in the earth 616 timeline right but because of the multiverse and anything being possible now and introducing TVA, Time Variance Authority, anything is at their, at their disposal, to be mm-hmm. completely frank. Right. right. That's a good thing. They can right. pretty yeah. much do anything they point. want now. Because with the way Endgame did, like, the quantum realm zipping back and forth, like, yeah. you can, li- can literally explain any timeline, any happening, any order. I just don't want them to use that as a crutch, though, because I feel... Yeah, agreed. And a lot of people kind of feel this way, too. Don't use time travel as a way to explain something that already happened and, like, you know, kill it. I'm just like... But you say that with time travel, and that's totally understandable, because I hate that trope where they just mm -hmm. go back with time. But do you have that same feeling if they end up doing stuff multiverse stuff not necessarily timeline stuff like oh okay but we're gonna go to this other you know t- uh, not timeline but this other universe yeah. right and and this is gonna play out differently than what it did like as a super diehard iron man fan like what would you do if all of a sudden they <laughs> use that as an out to recast that character yes it's still tony stark yes it's still iron man but it's somebody that looks totally different and it's the a, a new you know set of three movies that go along with it but it's in a different universe that's taking place i have no words <laughs> i'm just gonna shake my head and say i have no words well but i think marvel's done a pretty good job saying they don't even they don't even want to depend on that yeah, it's I something think they have, have so many characters mm-hmm. at their repertoire right now that they don't have to do that. No, and I don't, like I said, I don't think they want to. I think they, they made that pretty clear in Endgame, like, okay, we're doing this, but we're not doing this again. And yeah. they've got so much other source material right. like from the comics that, like, w- like Iron Lad, I think, is mm-hmm. is kind Harley. of the illusion from that, uh, that kid showing up at the funeral at the end, and I, right. I can't remember his name. I'm sure Ryan knows it. Harley, yep. Yeah, probably knows his <laughs> middle name and his social security number. And his oh, blood type. favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, <laughs> but you know that that that's something that you could see done, and I think you could do that and do yeah. the fan service and do the character. You know, not do the character a disservice by by doing it that way. And and like you say, I think Marvel's smart enough to not you know lay an egg on this, so to speak, well, and, that, and do things the right way. Right. That's been the appeal of the MCU is it's been so well done in the sense of story. Yep. that's why people are really all about it. So they they yeah. they know that they're not stupid. You know, they're not like, not, oh, just throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. They'll they'll go with it. I, I know we need to move on to the Disney part, but there was one last Marvel thing that I wanted to bring up, and I was waiting, and nobody else brought it up, so I'm gonna bring it up now. Um, they said that they were not going to recast the character of T'Challa, but mm-hmm. it's kind of ambiguous as to whether they're going to have somebody else take on that mantle of the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Which we 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 discussed when we did the uh, Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman tribute episode, mm-hmm. and there was there's a lot of talk going on around there because they didn't say they weren't going to, but they didn't 
go the other way either. They just said, hey, we're not recasting T'Challa. In other words, nobody's going to come in and take Bozeman's place and say, oh, this is T'Challa. And we're going to pretend like nothing happened, like the man that played this character didn't pass away. But do you think, A, they're going to pass on the Black Panther, Black Panther mantle in the second Black Panther? And if so, who do you think it's going to end up being? And why Shuri? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you asked my first question. Or first, yes, for my, but I thought the first one. It just makes a lot of sense. And from what I understand, uh, in the comics, she was at one point Black Panther, which she was, which also makes sense. And uh, it first of all, it's a, it's a totally bummer situation. I'm I'm really I'm really glad we did our tribute to him because it, it's a sad situation and he deserved it. But um, I I wouldn't be shocked if they even did. Um, you know, some kind of some kind of time lapse at the beginning to say this happened. And I mean, for all we know now with the multiverse and everything else that T'Challa isn't dead. It's just he's elsewhere. And until he returns or return, you know, until something changes, they need to pass on Black Panther to someone else in the kingdom. It goes obviously to a sibling who is also in, in you know, royalty. So it makes sense for her to be the next one. Yeah. yeah and there are two suits. That's true. Mm-hmm. Where's the second well, one now? Theoretically, there's probably the ability to make more than two suits, but there's Black Panther, and then there's the Golden Jaguar suit that um, Killmonger was wearing. And where's that now? I believe they're still both in Wakanda. Okay, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's why I mean, I'm that would, that would be, be my assumption, answer. especially the Golden Jaguar suit. It should still be in Wakanda. So Correct. does it go with the... I'm going to ask possibly a noob question and sound like an idiot, but I'm going to go ahead and ask anyway. Um, is, does it go with the ring? Does this the suit not? I don't want to say like Green Lantern style, but almost like mm. Green Lantern style. Like, is the suit associated with the ring that's passed down, or like is it is it a suit that Shuri can just replicate? Like, she can just build another suit. Gotcha. Like, oh, this no. suit got destroyed. I, I'm asking. I'm not. I'm yeah, not yeah. Telling. I, I I think it. Well, I mean, that's the nice thing about all the Wakanda technology is they can kind of do whatever they want. I, I think it is. But I, I think, think you're right. I think but the I think ring it's, is just symbolic, and I think yes. because you know she made improvements to his suit, yes, you know, in the first one. So right. I, I think she could just you know build her own. That, that's how you, I kind of see it playing. You said out. it. Like, you said it spot on. How I understand it too. It's more of a symbolic or a, you know a meaningful gesture rather than a part of the actual being the Black Panther. Yes, yeah. it's ceremonial. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, and that's how I kind of see it playing out. Is that they'll? This is just me. Like in in the beginning, they'll probably have some kind of ceremony slash funeral type of thing to acknowledge the fact that something happened to them. And I, I don't know what that's going to be. You know, I'm sure a lot of people have opinions on how he should mm-hmm. be quote unquote killed oh, off. They will. Um, and then I, I think it's going to be like a journey for several of the main characters during the movie to kind of find their way now that he's gone. And then I think it's going to probably end the second movie like the third act's gonna probably be one of them finally taking on that mantle, where whether it's Shuri or Okoye, I've heard her name thrown around, or you know several other possibilities, and then there'll probably be a third movie that'll come out with them all the way taking the Black Panther mantle, or they'll show up in another, you know, one of the Marvel movies in between before they get their own or something like that. That's just sure. me personally, and what my hypothesis is on the the passing of the mantle, because I don't think they just leave it. Agreed. I think they leave T'Challa, but I don't think they leave Black Panther. No, yeah, agree. Of course not. No, yeah, I don't think they're not. gonna. I don't think they're gonna jump straight into it either. Where it's just gonna be like, here's the second movie. All of a sudden, Shuri just appears on the screen, or whoever takes over the mantle just appears. Right. Like, I think they're gonna, like, I think uh, let's like what Joey said. It's gonna be a slow build. They're gonna let the audience like and um, let the characters mourn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
uh, T'Challa and, and Chadwick's passing and do it properly and respectfully and in a way that it's not just like in the opening credits where, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, like I like to, uh, to think back to like the Terminator, the latest Terminator movie where literally in the first like 30 seconds, it's like the other two movies in between didn't happen. This is where we jump off. We killed the kid and yeah this is this is, this is terminator 3 mm-hmm. so they're not i don't I, hopefully they don't do that no, where it's just like they won't a quick it. flash and then they just kind of forget it i think that's going to be a, a a nice tribute before we move on I, and honestly i don't think and again this is just my guess i don't think it's going to end up being he was defeated by some kind of you know the super villain or something i think it's going to probably be something that kind of pays tribute to his actual passing and mm-hmm. you know it's going to be something that like yeah quote unquote natural causes i guess you know not necessarily being killed by somebody else because i i personally think um that that would probably be a disservice to say oh he was killed off by i i, I don't know i'm trying to think of some of the other big black panther you know main villains mm-hmm. I, I think it'll probably just be something else that happened like some similar to what actually happened to him you know a disease or something that that he was stricken by I, that's how i see it playing out yeah. agreed yeah. Mm-hmm. Really Ryan Coogler definitely has his um work cut out for him with the script yes yes he does yeah um luck one Marvel thing that I wanted, I wasn't sure about, and I'm too lazy to Google. Um, You're not Falcon, and Google Winter Sol- I, <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier. Is this happening post Endgame, or yes. is this like yes. in between? Okay, yes. so it is post it's Endgame. Post. So uh-huh. he doesn't. Be- this is maybe his journey in becoming Cap. Uh-huh. I think it's both of them sharing the mantle, isn't it? Isn't it like a back and forth thing? Because you know, both happen in the comic. That's the way I understood mm-hmm. it. Was it going to be? You know, it's going to be them both kind of being it. It, but being their own person well, that's the where time. the the trailer or i don't know if you want, want to call it really a stinger at this point but um he anthony mackie's character specifically states in all of that the legacy of the shield is confusing or i don't remember the exact words but the mm-hmm. legacy of the shield is blank whatever his uh wording is so it's up for interpretation i guess for us to really think this way or that way until we actually see the series because right. if, if you look at it in context within the MCU, Bucky is a criminal, right? Yes. <laughs> he is a criminal for all the different things that he did while he was under the brainwash. So having him as Captain America probably would be a disservice to the United States. And that's why they they give this other character. And it's yet to be known if this is going to be like the quote unquote US agent within the MCU. But they bring forth somebody to kind of take that um, face of it in front of the camera but behind the scenes it's still bucky and falcon that are really doing the hard work for everything Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of gaps you're going to fill in for us i know Mm -hmm. marvel is good about one thing they're good at storytelling and that kind of leads me to my last thing and i think this is a good way for us to segue back into the um, disney portion of the conversation here a lot of people have asked questions about why is Black Widow being pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and pushed back further when they finally gave in and they pushed Mulan to, you know, pay-per-view and now on Disney+. Plus. My opinion for this is Mulan was a standalone film. And yes, there was a lot of money invested into the production of it. However, when you're doing storytelling and 20, and we don't know what's going to go beyond phase four, five, six, it could be like 50 films. Having this film in the middle of all of that theoretically because by the end of uh, phase six we're directly in the middle of it right starting off phase four 
this is a very crucial storytelling point for Marvel to really keep going. Mm -hmm. You're not just going to push that out to the masses for them to just watch it whenever they want. And, you know, with Ryan saying that, and I hadn't thought about this before, first of all, what Ryan says makes complete sense. And second, because this, again, is like a out of the standard timeline film as it takes place before the events of uh, Endgame, it makes me wonder what happens at the end of that movie mm-hmm. to where they're not. Because, again, if it's just like almost her solo film and that's it and it just kind of it just ends, you know, they could have already pushed it out. But now that Ryan's mentioning that, and now I'm thinking like, oh, like I wonder what the last 20 minutes of this movie shows. Because if it was just an end credit scene or a mid credit scene like they've done before to tease stuff, I mean, crap, they could have thrown that in anywhere and it wasn't that big of a deal. But it makes me think that towards the end of this movie, there's some kind of something that takes place, whether it's the introduction of a new villain or the introduction of a new main character. There's something there that I think they're, like Ryan said, they're waiting to put it in a normal order where it's like every month or a couple of months, there's another one coming out to kind of lead up to it. The one plausible theory that I have, and this is from the comic books as well, Natasha is not the only Black Widow. Same way that there was more than one Winter Soldier, it's just Bucky right. was the most prevalent. Um, mm-hmm. Her sister, who I, for the life of me right now, I can't remember, but her quote-unquote sister in the film, who we've seen in numerous trailers, there is the theory that she becomes the new Black Widow within the terms mm-hmm. of the Avengers. But, you know, again, a lot of different ways that they could play this, and we just have to wait and see how, how they're telling the story. For sure, I'm impatient. I I love that Marvel's. <laughs> I love that Marvel's doing all this, and I think you're right. I think I have full faith in, um, in all the writers and the directors and all the actors and everything they're going to put out. I just, I don't want to wait years for it to to develop, but I'm going to enjoy the journey. I think is um, the best way that I can put it. Well, to regain excitement for Clint here, since he is like, unfortunately, <laughs> not involved too much in the conversation. <laughs> Maybe four or five years down the line we can actually see MCU's version of the X-Men. Yeah, that'd be right? cool. Now no, that Fantastic right. Four is being brought into the fold, and mm-hmm. that's a real thing, the next mm-hmm. Fox property to be fully introduced is the other super team. Gotta be it's very X-Men. promising. Yeah. Very promising that this is going to be coming. And, and that just is a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how many X-Men there are. Yep. I mean, that's a whole thing, man, onto itself. They could have 50 movies just for X-Men characters. They already have. Yeah. <laughs> But to see Disney's version of these characters, because let's Mm -hmm. be honest, they're spot on with their casting. Yeah, absolutely. And it's only gotten better for Marvel Studios as time's gone on. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll be interested to see a Wolverine that's five foot three and 300 pounds. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. (laughs) There you go. Speaking of Danny DeVito, leading into the rest (laughs) of our Disney discussion. um, So all the other millions of other disney properties they've got hulu they've got fx they've got all these other um uh brands that are under the disney umbrella always sunny in philadelphia is getting four more seasons cannot wait that is the one thing that i'm looking forward to the most outside of the um kind of the big announcements um so yeah always sunny i'm so excited and this is going to put them into what season like 15 i think so i'm gonna google it oh I already dinged it. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. We were all, we're, by the way, we're all four wearing hats. So, yeah. That, that, that needs a ding. But we definitely need to talk about the Disney stuff because there's a we lot. Do. Mm-hmm. There is. Yeah. It'll put them to no, uh, season 18 
18. Uh, is 18 is what they're going to be. I think, and, I think uh, they had a 35 season arc when they came up with this. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, but yes, there's just so much Disney stuff going on. I think another thing that I was super excited about uh, for me, I'm not, I'm not big on Disney animation because um, I mean, I grew up watching the Disney cartoons, but um, as of late, I've kind of fallen off of that and it's not really my jam, but there's some that are coming out that I'm I'm actually super excited about, like Chippendale Rescue Rangers with uh, Hell yes, dude. and yeah. uh, John Mulaney. Like, come on, that's gonna. Did be they say amazing. who they're voicing? No, they didn't say who yet. But I'm I've, I don't know who's gonna be who, but it's gonna be great. Like, Interesting. Yeah, because this one's gonna be like Zipper. It's not gonna be that exciting, you know. Right. <laughs> um, and I think the other one that I'm very very excited about is uh, the Lightyear. So the yeah. Buzz Lightyear story, yes. uh, voiced by Chris Evans. So for, and the way Disney announced that one was kind of kind of sucky because, yeah, it was very confusing. It took Chris Evans uh, to go to Twitter himself to explain that he is not like people were like, "Why are you recasting Buzz's voice?" And people were getting all mad. And then uh, Chris Evans himself had to come out and be like, "No, calm down. I uh, this is this movie is based on the person that the toy in the movie of. is based off yep. of." So. Um, very exciting stuff coming from them. What about you guys? What are you guys looking forward to? Clint? That's a good question. I, I got to look this all up again. I, I got too excited about the, the Marvel and other stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> give me a second. I'll let you guys go first and I'll find it here in a minute. Um, one project, I don't even know where it is in production yet or even pre-production, but they talked about it is Shogun. Being okay. of Japanese ancestry, I'm very curious mm -hmm. to see what they're going to do with this. And mm -hmm. oh shit, I forget what struck my interest more. I think it was the person that was actually directing it, and knowing that he as a storyteller is going to tell us a good story. Mm. So, I mean, let's be frank. I, I'm a fourth generation American. I can't speak my native language, but I have a lot of respect for my ancestry, and I'd like to see more of my culture displayed in the proper way, which I'm I'm really hoping that they do here to the mainstream, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I thought Nate was gonna be excited about the Mighty Ducks series. I am too. Yeah, hockey, sports. Quack 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 quack. You know, I will say what well, I, I actually, I actually definitely feel this now. I look at this, I totally forgot. Um, I'm looking forward to some of the animated stuff. I think it's gonna be really fun to watch that kind of stuff with my daughter. Uh, Baymax, Zootopia, Tiana, and Moana all are getting animated shows on Disney Plus, which I think will be a delight to enjoy together. Um, I think Disney's really up their shows. I think, you know, you could go back to the, the 90s of, you know, Aladdin 7, Jafar gets glasses kind of thing and just realize that they didn't put the effort into the series like they did or the second movies. I think that's going to, I think that's changing or has changed. So I'm really excited to see where they go with that in the future. I'm also excited about the Baymax series. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. because I, I was talking to somebody the other day about this that I don't think Big Hero 6 gets the, uh, the love it deserves uh, because of all the other Disney movies that have come out. I think it just kind of flies under the radar because it's like, Oh, it's a superhero Disney movie. Uh, we already saw that Incredibles. It, yeah. So yeah. It came out around front frozen did too. That didn't help. That didn't help either. But like, I'm, I'm very interested to see how that plays out because again, I, I love that character. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I'm uh, kind of excited about too, uh, is some of this uh, live action stuff that they're supposed to be doing. Not necessarily the Disney animated stuff. 
Okay. Specifically, the Sister Act movie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that first one. The second mm-hmm. one, eh, not so much. But the first one, I just, I, I just love the story that mm-hmm. it tells. Um, and I, I had a, I've kind of got like a personal attachment to it. I had a very good teacher in high school who did a, uh, it was like sociology and psychology and film type class with us, and that was one of his favorite movies that he used to always uh, show us. And so it's got a kind of a special place in my heart, but I love the fact that they're doing sister act again. I'm just really excited about that. Probably more so than I should be as an adult. <laughs> we don't, we don't know what's, what it's going to be. Right. But it's, it's it like, doesn't it's matter. Those, yeah, it I does, mean, yeah, we're all sister about sister nostalgia here. So the fact that they're yeah. doing a third installment is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, the for you. Sorry. Hocus Pocus two. Uh, I, so I finally recently watched Hocus Pocus for the first time in my entire life, which was like, I, after watching it, I'm just like, why did I wait this long to watch it? It was um, just it was so much fun. It was such a, such a goofy, but also very heartwarming movie. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm very curious how Hocus Pocus 2 is going to play out. Um, hopefully very similar to the first one. I think they can tell a very similar story um with with those characters i think that's going to be a lot of fun um do you see some of the sports stuff i know i know ryan's going to tune us out for a sec but there's some uh some sports documentaries like uh with the greek freak with uh Giannis. I'm not that's what i was talking about earlier yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm um and chris paul football? as well yeah Did I, get it? I didn't i didn't get no. it. nice try though a for effort um yeah i'm just looking at this list this list is honestly so crazy um do you guys know what the latest, like the absolute latest thing on this list that's supposed to come out is? How far in the future this list actually goes? 24, no, right? You can tell us. Well, is I think 20? I think that's part of the thing. I think there's not a lot of dates associated with some of them as of right, right now. Okay. What what I want us to talk about before we wrap this thing up is after all this stuff comes out, or once like a, a lot of it starts to hit Disney Plus. Right now, I don't feel feel like we can mention them in the same breath as Netflix. I just think Netflix has just got a step up on them. Besides their library of Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney that they just already had built in. Mm-hmm. But for original content, do we start to talk about them in the same breath that we talk about Netflix and their original content? Absolutely. If this is all stuff that's coming, yeah, absolutely. Because to be honest, I, I know a little bit about Netflix original content, but... It's so spread out that I don't know a lot of it. I mean, I know there's like mm-hmm. documentaries. I have no idea what they are. You know, there's even, you know, we watch kids programming all the time and find something new all the time. We're like, I don't know what this is. Why not? So, you know, Netflix is kind of like we have it and they have maybe more of it. But Disney's doing an excellent job saying we have it. It's a lot more coming and it's stuff that's actually relevant. Kind of. I think odd. that's the, yeah, I think that's the difference for me with uh, Netflix and, and Disney Plus is. Yeah, for a while, Netflix was absolutely king. Like, they were right at the top with original content, really cool documentaries, really cool shows that, um, but people started, like, networks like Disney started to catch on, and they were like, we yeah. don't need Netflix. We can do our own streaming service, and we ha- we control all the IPs. Yeah. So when you have a Disney Plus that can literally put out whatever marvel show or star wars show that they see fit onto like the mandalorian like for example the mandalorian you're never going to find something like that for netflix like, because they'd have to come up with their own it like exactly. their own character right? they don't have, yeah. yeah 
they don't have a character to, to, to lean on have 50 spinoffs of you know stranger things or, or whatever the case <laughs> how may many be. big mouths can they have a spinoff <laughs> yeah you know uh, and and I'll, i want to mention this part too is i do excuse me i do not like the way disney is doing their whatever the terminology they're using premiere plus or whatever it's called like what they did with mulan where you have to pay 30 bucks i think they're doing that with that oh uh, what's it called raya and the dragon I believe something came out. I believe there was another one that that was mentioned that was going to end up being doing the same thing. And I I just don't like that. It's like I already pay a monthly service to you mm -hmm. to do this. And I know some people are the other opinion. They're like, oh, hey, I don't mind spending 30 bucks because that's how much I, you know, spend going to the movie theaters. But it's not right. the same experience. Like, that's my right. argument against it. It's it's not the same as going to a big movie theater. It's not the same as seeing it on a, you know, 50-foot screen. And, you know, the, the Dolby THX blow your eardrum surround sound and sitting down and just experiencing that. Shaking in the chair and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd rather, yeah. if I'm going to spend 30 bucks on it, give me the, the Blu-ray, you know, along yeah. with mm -hmm. it. You know, mm -hmm. then then maybe we can talk. You know, mm -hmm. oh, if, if that's what they do for Black Widow, for instance. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll pay the 30 bucks. And then, like, I get a code that I redeem and you mail me the Blu-ray. Then, to me, mm -hmm. it makes more sense. But me just yeah. to rent it for whatever it is, 24, 48, 72 hours and pay 30 bucks for it. No, mm -hmm. well, it's I like the you... whole thing with Wonder Woman. Like it's coming to HBO Max for free. And so is a lot of their other stuff for 2021, like Matrix 4 and all that kind of stuff. But if, if my movie theater is still in the safe conditions that they've been doing things where it's like just me in the movie theater, basically, like I'd much rather go see Wonder Woman for Christmas in the movie theater. Again, if it's safe, obviously. Right. You mm -hmm. know, right. and if, 800 people show up at the movie theater, then I'm out. Then, you know, I'll, I'll wait till it gets a little less busy, but I, I just don't get like, I, I don't know. I don't understand where they got this from. Like just randomly all of a sudden decided, Oh, we're going to go ahead and put it on here, but we're going to charge you $38. And now Mulan's available for free. I'd be pissed if I paid for Mulan and it was free now. Most definitely. You <laughs> definitely owe those people a Blu-ray. Yeah. And that's, and I'm, I'm, I, I think part of that might be, you're just a, a collector like the rest of us and want the actual physical copy because that's how i feel too i'd rather buy a dvd have it to watch or dvd well, i'm aging myself here a blu-ray or a 4k and uh, have a digital code that comes with it and do that for 30 bucks and pay a streaming service for whatever it is um mm -hmm. just because you know i i like having a physical media more and you're absolutely right the experience is not the same and i i, I, I gotta give them a little slack i mean they are in a very unprecedented situation and they do have to keep jobs have to make money whatever the case is but um, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. I don't know if this is the best way to go about it. Yeah, I think HBO just kind of, you know, threw down the gauntlet and said, mm -hmm. oh, hey, you're going to keep charging people 30 bucks. Well, guess what? For the next year, we're giving everybody that has our thing, the movie for free to, you mm -hmm. know, to watch on our streaming service, well, which I'm kind of yeah. I can't get it on the, the devices that I have right now. It's not available on Roku, which mm -hmm. is pretty much what okay. we have in our house. Um but anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to change, you know, Disney. I doubt it. I doubt that they're going to simultaneously release like Black Widow on Disney Plus as it comes out at the movie theater. Right. Because I think that's going to and HBO may regret it. I, I, I don't know. Right. Because mm -hmm. I, I think once you get to end of spring, beginning of summer and people start feeling more comfortable and restrictions start loosening, is the vaccines more widely available? I, I I think they may end up regretting that decision when some of these movies come out and don't exactly make the projection that they thought because people are just like, eh, well, I can just watch it for free and I don't have to go out to the movie theater and watch it. Because there are people that are opposite of me that would much mm -hmm. rather sit at home and watch it. There's people that probably even before the pandemic 
we're not going to the movie theaters just because they don't like that and we're just waiting for it to come out and just watching yeah. it at home. And now you're giving yeah. them that option without any like question. Just, oh, just stay home. You can watch it. You don't even have to go, you know, wait three months or whatever it is for it to hit Blu-ray. Just <laughs> sit at home. Here it is. I will say Disney's always been money hungry. That's not, I mean, look at their merchandising. Look at the whole, they bought Pixar because they wanted the money. They don't care about the stories. The toys, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they yeah, want so, the residual I mean, income down the right. Right, right. So it's it's not a surprise. Um, you're right. Time will tell. But I think there are a lot of people that like. I think movie theaters, once everything's safe, are going to be busy for a while. Even if they're showing old stuff, I think people will be excited to go see like Jurassic Park again. You know, well, what that's I mean? what they've been doing at Mons. Well, I know, but it's not older movies. Yeah, but it's not quote unquote safe everywhere. People right, 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 feel right. safe, and there's this lull in production mm-hmm. because we've been in this. I could see, I I could see like Jaws. There's gonna be like full movie screenings of Jaws happening. You know what I mean? Because you're gonna show every movie ever made from the beginning of time once we open the theaters. <laughs> Citizen and Kane. You know what? Yeah. You know what? No people. I people will go. I, yeah. I. You know what? Mac and me. Mac and me could come out. I might consider going and seeing that in the theaters. <laughs> like there's gonna be just festivals of like let's just hang out and chat in person, dude. Right. right? Like, That's it's a whole other topic for another podcast. But <laughs> right. I definitely agree. I think movie theaters are gonna do. They're gonna make up for some of this. They'll bounce back. Um, yeah. I hope so. I hope back. so. Yeah. I want to go. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. another discussion. I mean, for for me, really quickly, I am. I understand where you and or and. Uh, you're coming from Clint where you're coming from Joey. Um, and yes, for Disney plus specifically, if I was, if I had to pay $30 for Mulan and then it came up for free, I would be pissed. But if there was no plan for it to be released at all on a streaming service afterwards for free, I would have very happily paid $30 for a movie that I would want to see. So if black widow came out and they said it's 30 bucks, if you want to watch it tonight, I would absolutely pay for it knowing that it would not be available on Disney plus later. That obviously will not be the case because they've already set the standard with Mulan. Uh-huh. So I would absolutely just wait until it's free or I find another way to watch it, whatever, you know, that's, that's for a offline podcast. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but I would, yeah, I, the only thing that chased me about that model is having to pay for it and then also getting it for free later. If it's just a straight one-time fee, $30 view it gone from streaming, Later on, I'm okay with that, and I would pay that for a movie I would want to watch. Yeah. No. How about you, Ryan? Would you? What are you? What are your thoughts on that? I would probably pay it, even if it was going to come out for free later, no. just because I want to watch it. <laughs> you want to see it? I'm impatient. Yeah, I'm impatient. I want to know the story, yeah. and mm-hmm. I would not want to have my friends talking about it because I also mm-hmm. have other friends that are as fanatical as me, and they'll watch it. They'll pay the thirty dollars for it. I don't want to be the brunt of the conversation and hear something that I shouldn't have heard if I haven't already seen. I don't want it right. ruined for me. Because going right. back to Endgame, um, mm. a very asshole friend in our lo- larger collector community out here in Hawaii said that Tony died. And I mean, granted, mm. we kind of expected it. It was being foreshadowed for many movies, but to hear him come out and say it, and he actually had a screen grab because I guess apparently he got it from somebody that got it from somebody else that got it from the internet. That posted it from somewhere in Europe because they're ahead of time, right? Mm -hmm. From us. I was like, you are a fucking piece of shit. I hate you. And I have friends in my Facebook. That's like the third time Ryan is cussed today. We we, we missed out on the other two because it was off recording. It was on the uh, pre-party. The pre-party. Well, there you go. Don't make God, Ryan worked up. Angry Ryan. Angry Ryan today. Angry Ryan comes out. Um, 
any any last thoughts uh, about this whole Disney thing? We've kind of hit every spot that we could, I think, today with this discussion. We well, we could talk more, of course, but oh, for sure, we could easily so, talk. But yeah, it's uh, it's exciting times. Uh, it, it, it's an opt. It's a very optimistic outlook to get us excited about the future, and I'm excited about that. It's a good uh, time to be a an investor in Disney. Yes, <laughs> that too. For I sure. regret not buying their stock when it dropped down like forty bucks last. What was it? A. It sure, took a real whatever. shit hit. I mean, let's be frank and be positive here. Most of the stocks that most of us probably would follow, like for example, Funko, they have been going up. Took a small mm-hmm. little dive, I think, on Friday, but if you compare it to like four months ago, it's definitely been going up. I, I invest worked. in Funko, <laughs> you know. So I'm happy to see that the company itself is doing better, and I hold out hope that some of our friends that were unfortunately the brunt of the layoffs may be able to go back to the company that well, they. Ashley's back, for. so that's always good. That's yeah, a plus, yeah. Back, so for example, good. for her, yeah. and but there's others. Yep. So hopefully mm-hmm. down the line, once things get settled a bit more and we have more forward facing progress, I'm hopeful that 2021 will bring great things. There you go. Well said. Well and said. on a positive note. And yeah. on a positive note. But really, thank you, Disney, for uh, truly providing us with so much entertainment and podcast material for the next like, <laughs> eternity. <laughs> so we appreciate that. Way to say it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you everyone for joining us this week. Uh, like we said right off the beginning, uh, unfortunately there is no game this week because we want to maximize our time talking. Um, and we, I think we did that today. Mission accomplished. Uh, we we got a lot uh, of our thoughts out and uh, we're really excited for what Disney has uh, showcased and what, what's to come on all their big, big IPs and even the smaller ones. And there's a lot of fun things uh, on the horizon. Um, so quickly again, thank you for joining us. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore dorksman. Uh, we'll have our usual schedule of things this week. Uh, Ryan will be streaming on his channel um, Monday, Thursday, Saturday. Saturday. Hopefully yes, Monday, Thursday. We we'll see. Work again yeah. permitting. Dep- work depending. Yes, yeah. as always. That is. Uh, Clint will be playing some Splatoon on mm-hmm. Tuesday night at 7 p.m. on the underscore dorksman on Twitch. Yep. Uh, so add him as a friend. Shoot some paint. Have some fun. It's good times. Um, as usual, we will have our Dorksman game night this upcoming Friday. Uh, Ryan will be hosting that uh, at 7 p.m. Yeah. It's the last one of the year unless Clint decides to do one on Christmas Day. New Year's we'll Day, see. I would say for sure, is out. Right. I would too. Unless you feel otherwise, Clint, then you're no. going to be filling nope. in. But yeah, New Year's Day, and I think Nate can speak from this as well. Within the Asian culture, it is a very special day because you're starting off and you're, you're trying to kickstart everything on a good note. So. We mm-hmm. typically do spend it with <laughs> You ready for the 13th month of 2020? Hey, yes. Don't, don't jinx it, man. <laughs> don't jinx it. Lousy smarch weather. Could you imagine if uh, the clock rolls over and it's literally 1301, like as you guys were joking earlier? I would, that would be terrible. Would be. Do, 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 Yeah. So, yeah, please make it a point if you can to join us this Friday. Uh, it'll be a good time um it's been a very trying year we appreciate everyone that's stuck with us and uh you know started to hang out with us on the friday nights based off something that we created on a whim uh just as a place to hang out and as a place for people to just have some good positive fun sure it gets kind of weird and and goofy at times but um it's all in good fun and we, we we have a good time doing it so we appreciate everyone that comes out 
Um, yeah. Anything else from anybody before we wrap it up? Wrap no. it up, B. Wrap it up. All right. And with that, that's my secret. I'm always angry. Rogue One's the best Star Wars movie ever. Don't even come at me. <laughs> Word, homies. The mouse has spoken.